episode 61. Welcome to episode 60... 61? 62, I think this is. Did we you say? Ju- you just said what it was. No, we've done 61. This is it. Done this 61. Is... This is 62. Take welcome, one. Welcome to episode 62 of the Unplug Health... Health Unplugged Show. Series podcast. <laughs> Radio show. We didn't make it easy when we decided on a title, but it is Unplugged. And it is about health. It is. And um, it is a radio, it is a podcast. It is. And it is around the time of year where people are either still pumped and going for the new year and the new, the new you, or people are flagging. But um, we chatted earlier and decided that a, a good topic, well, you said that you've actually done, recently just done this topic yourself. No, just, with just your... chatted uh, to, oh, to a few people about it. not done I lives thought it was or something with live. It. No. On the um, they, that that unique situation of uh, are people exercising so that they can still have their cake and eat it and exercise it out, or some people get into the exercise. So I'm when I was to, uh, sent uh, Ollie a note earlier, I was referring to the the gym goer who's going for an hour, maybe two, maybe even three times a week, but then gets into the I've got to have my pre workout fuel my post-workout shake um, or the guy who's going out on the bike now that the weather will start turning goes out to the on the bike for 45 minutes but then it's pre-workout post-workout or um, so it's always an interesting one um, about the relationship of exercise and food either preparing for the food so I think you've got we've got so many different uh, sub subjects there yeah I thought uh, it'd be interesting to um, discuss along those lines because there's a lot of confusion i remember way back being in a in a gym and um the discussion of a pt was with a a a client of theirs along the lines of well you know you need to uh you need to eat um bread because if you didn't if you didn't eat bread well what, what would you do with the ham and i was like you'd eat it yeah yeah it was this concept of that You'd have you you'd you'd either eat normally or you wouldn't eat normally. You've got to change this because you're exercising. So there's so much confusion out there. What is normal? What is normal and what is normal exercise? Yep. Because I'm sure I mean I've said in your in your past life as far as um, bodybuilding and training, I can remember you know food was a big thing because it was all about where I where you were with your training. But I'm talking more about that just the the average average warrior who's going and just looking to get fit, burn some 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 uh, some stresses out of the day, starts to feel feel better. Um, or the person who's like, I I need to go to the gym because I you know I had a big meal the other night and there's a lot of confusion of that you exercising versus um, food and exercise or normal diet and some exercise. Yeah, and I think when we get into February. People have been hitting the gym for a month or they've been doing a diet for a month. We get into February and then there is the actual social aspect which changes. Yeah. Because 31st of January, we're still in dry January and then the 1st of February, we're wasted. And and also around the corner, you're going to soon go into the spring, summer, outdoor, come over for a barbecue kind of thing. And and it's easier when everyone is doing it. When everyone's doing Veganuary, when everyone's doing dry January. Uh, And in fact... Um, the veganery side of things, 
um, a friend of mine, Louis Blake, done a post and he, he runs Erpingham House. So it's a, and he's got multiple plant-based businesses. Talking about that just inherently doing vegan diets isn't healthy. There's plenty of vegan junk food out there. Yeah. So people saying we're going to take out meat for January isn't necessarily healthy. We do seem to have more vegetables and so on. It's the same as doing gluten-free and stuff like that. That's another podcast we can do. But it's easier when everyone's doing it. And this is when it starts to get more singled out side of things. Where you go to a party and you're the one not drinking. When you go there and you're not yeah. eating like the healthy, unhealthy food, whatever. And like where, where people seem to jump on it a bit more. Where, yeah, yeah. where they, they're like, oh, why aren't you drinking? Oh, you're boring, all that sort of stuff. And I absolutely have that given that back in the day when I did start my health kick, it was a resolution. It was a January thing where I started going to the gym and I started then eventually getting to the point where having protein shakes and then it did go to the extremes, as we said. And then inevitably, is that healthy? I don't think it was when we looked at how extreme it went to myself on my own way. But even now, I see my food nutrition protocol, shall we say, it is normal. It is normal to me. Well, you see it in a totally different light to yeah. that when you were training because yeah. it's a bit like um, a high, high performing athlete is not necessarily fueling their body for health, they're fueling it for performance. Yeah. So um, the, the average day person who's you know, not necessarily going to the gym could be just going out on the bike for two or three rides a week or so um, from a general fitness perspective. Do they need to change their diet because of their, their, um, their exercise? Is their diet keeping them healthy? Or is the diet oh, they've got a, whatever their diet, they've got a standard diet, which probably isn't in the in the true sense of it as as critically healthy as. But they don't. Do they need to say, "Oh, I'm going to go for a bike ride for an hour, so I need to take my gel packs and I need to do this and I need to do that"? Can we get caught up in the science of sports nutrition going into the average person I exercising? Honestly, like any any like I don't take a pre workout post workout shake every time. Um, I might have a coffee pre-workout or a pre-workout energy booster sometimes. Not if I'm going out for a run. Well, it'll be a coffee. Like I'm having, I have my coffee, dog walk, then go out for my run. We can very much get caught up in the details. I don't have a post-workout shake. I come home and have my lunch or yeah, my yeah. first meal of the day. Whereas before, when I was really obsessed with it, it was post-workout shake, pre-workout, intra-workout. When I was working with professional athletes, even then, like 90 minutes to two hours is when we start having something in the workout, apart from water, obviously, like to stay hydrated. And I think we can get really, really caught up in the details. But why is someone cycling? If it's to get healthier, then we do need to have a focus on nutrition. Oh, there, there's no doubt, certainly, if you put in that. And so I, I, this is what I never really got also is that if you're spending the time and going to the gym and working out um, and your goal is to get healthy in that, you should ideally also be looking um, at your nutrition. But not from a nutritional, not from a performance perspective of the gym, but they would complement each other. I would look you're at going to get better results. Life. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, a great way of putting it. Rather than like, so I... But I, I, I remember also going to the gym and some people then going, 
I need to go and they would buy like a, a you know a protein um, shake or so for after their workout and I'm like but you've been in the gym for 45 minutes you've done a bit of cardio and some weights is that really necessary as opposed to when did you have a decent meal before your workout and then when are you eating next you, you probably you don't need to accommodate more now, if you get into what I'm, I'm talking about, the average person, because if you do get into performance element and that, yes, then that becomes more and more technical. But the vast majority of people going to the gym or have enrolled in uh, New Year's resolutions to be healthier and that have just really increased their amount of exercise. Yeah. They brought back into place what really they should be looking to do. And they don't need that. As long as they're getting half decent amounts of protein throughout the day. Yeah. And when I say half decent amounts of protein, when people say about protein gives you wind and stuff like that, that's too much protein. Yeah. Or you're not digesting it right. Like, like and there's a joke about it. Oh, at the gym and like, oh, I'm having my protein shakes. They make, they give me wind. Or you're having too much. I don't have as much protein. Anywhere Can near it be the quality of the protein. protein as well? Quality of the protein, but whether someone's got problems with lactose, with sweeteners, whatever it is, that sort of thing. But we don't need as much protein as people think. Yeah. When you actually look at simple studies of um, someone who's a burns victim, that skin is an organ, and we think about protein is there to help us rebuild, to recover, rejuvenate. Burns victim with serious, serious burns. The studies show that about 1.25 grams per kilo of body weight is needed at that extreme state. Recovering from trauma of a workout is nowhere near the trauma of actually going through a burns like victim yeah, and yeah. repairing that. I've, I've seen it a lot and particularly in more younger clients, they kind of get, get pulled into that, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm training, I'm doing this and then I need the, and the, whether it's an article or it's, again, it's the, the, they are the target from the advertising element. So um, the, the shake or the, the, the post-workout, the pre-workout, meal becomes a, a focus whereas actually if it's that person looking at overall health then yes they should look at the nutrition but in the in the sense of a what is their correct rounded nutrition from a yeah. health perspective and then the exercise adds to it rather than i need to um i need to change my nutrition in relation to my when i'm working out and my recovery and you know almost walking out of the gym with a, a post-workout shake because you know i've got to repair all those muscle fibers i've been that's I where mean, people get micro, confused, you know, traumatizing, right? and and it gets it it's gets, overwhelming. It, well, overwhelming and and, and uh, unnecessary in yeah. many cases. But when you actually look at weight training, you're in there for forty five minutes, say. You're probably doing fifteen minutes of exercise. Yeah. By the time you pick the weight, you do your eight, twelve, however many reps there are, your four, five sets, three sets, whatever it is the actual amount of lifting is very, very minimal. And we're gonna break down muscle fibers. We have to recover the muscle fibers to, to just recover and grow and get stronger. And we do that with adequate protein throughout the day. Yes, you could look at some studies which show, oh, get some within a certain amount of time afterwards, but I think there's plenty of other studies that debunk certain things like that. And, and that may be, that's my point though, that may be appealing to the person who's now in that small percentage of looking at more 
elite performance or someone who is going what down is bodybuilding, elite performance? bodybuilding things. I if, mean, I, if I competed in a bodybuilding show again now, pretty certain I won't be getting post-workout shakes and stuff like that. I'd be much more focused on my diet throughout. Yeah, but that comes with probably with more investing time and energy and understanding nutrition and understanding um, you know, bi- biophysiology, biochemistry yeah. and that rather than, whereas a lot of people out there are bombarded by the, the fad or the trend or the... Um, all the advertising element, or the ease. Don't worry about all that. Just get a, get this protein shake, and then when you look at the protein, the protein it's it can be become a very high, um, highly processed product, rather than the 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 nutrition or the the source of the nutrition is what your body is designed but, to. But other, otherwise, as well, the protein shake in essence is just an item of food. It's whey protein, whether it's vegan protein, whether it comes from pea, soy, rice, whatever it is, um, hemp protein, beef protein, you, all different types of shakes that you get. Now, I have some people that I've spoke to that have struggled to get their protein in, and we want to raise their protein up through the day. And I've said to them, well, let's get a protein shake in, just one shake in a day. And it might be that gives them 20, 25 grams of protein overall for their diet. And they'll be like, oh, I don't want to have a protein shake because I don't want to get big or anything like that. Yeah. That doesn't happen by, ec- uh, by accident. No. Like, and I think that's actually quite disrespectful for people that actually do go into the gym day in, day out and lift weights. And people are like, oh, like, well, obviously that just happens by taking a protein shake and doing some biceps. And, I, and I've noticed the other flip side of it is that some people, they will go to the gym. So they start going, oh, I'll, you know, and someone says, well, Let's do some, uh, what about some weights or some free weights? And they go, yeah, yeah, but I don't want to get big. Yeah. And it's like, and, and so and what I've learned. you say that, you're not going to get big. What I've learned, yeah. What I've learned certainly with working with Ollie and then with some other guys through with their, the bodybuilding and a few females who've got into looking at training and taking it seriously. The amount of, of science and dedication are not only on the physical element of the training, but on diet and when to eat and the commitment that the average person does not have to worry about going to the gym and suddenly becoming too big. To put it this it's way, just, like, it's, it's uh, the same it's, way of saying, pick up a golf club, I, hope, I don't want to be Tiger Woods. Yeah, I don't or want to, I, drive a car, I don't want to be Lewis Hamilton. I'm going to the driving range and hitting a few balls, but I'm just a bit scared that I'm, I'm, I'm gonna suddenly going to... Just go and get a hole in one, win a PGA Tour. Like, <laughs> that, that, that's that would be beautiful. The same, like, <laughs> you start a run and I, I, actually, I don't want to run a marathon... Yeah, I don't want to run too quick because I, I don't want... Uh, it's, it's, it's a similar like, perspective there. Like, looking at a protein shake, it is just another item of food, which is convenient. Is it as good as having food? Not when we look at the actual physiological ways our body digests food, when we chew it, yeah. how it releases enzymes to, to digest the food. It's not going to be as effective as having a chicken breast, but when we actually look at people's or some of their digestive systems can't handle the food at the moment, their schedules can't handle the time to prepare the food. And I think looking at the bigger picture of food over time, not even necessarily calories in a day as such, like we used to look at training day, non-training day, all these things, but like the average over time, like your body doesn't see the end of the day and then it says, oh, actually, like I'm going to start from zero now. It's average of yeah. calories in, and calories I, and out. And I don't want to turn it into a um, discussion of, of protein, but protein is a is a topical thing. But it also exists with, with carbs. A lot yep. of people go, well, you know, the whole, even to the point of, of performing, you know, I've got a carbo load or I'm, I, I've, got, I've 
I've got to work out later, so I've just got to got to have some uh, some carbs to get the energy to do that and that. And when people are, uh, understand the physiology of how the body works and that, there's 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 actually enough going on for the average person. But as I said, when you get more elite athlete and performance, it can be a little more technical. But but then you're looking at the technicality from a performance perspective. If you're going to go and and it's the FA Cup final and that, yes, what you're going to eat just before is going to be important. And but most people training. aren't. Yeah, and, but, they, but 2% gain here and there can yeah. make a big difference. For the average person, they can really kind of go up, pitch up to gym, do a workout, you know, replace some fluids, go home and then have a meal. Yeah, and that used to go back to sports drinks as well, like having to have a Lucozade or Powerade yeah. or whatever is the, the go-to sports drink that is nowadays like people have run a 5k and then looking at doing it like at the olympics obviously they have a sponsorship they'd like be you saying bolt finished 100 meters and they'd be passing him a lucas aid he's just run 100 meters that he's going to replenish his stores quite quickly like and it's or a you, different energy system or you could as well. be a bit like ronaldo when he was it was it the europeans or something yeah with the coke took, yeah i'll just move that out the way yeah <laughs> like, you want to advertise this you pay me yeah um, i'm not getting paid and i don't and i don't drink this stuff that was yeah. like the so, um, yeah, it, but it's yeah, an interesting like, one. I suppose, like, just to touch on before we finish is that, and this is another thing we can look at, like, where do we then take this and say, well, if you're doing this, you should try and do this sort of thing as well, like having your shakes and everything like that, working on your training and nutrition and everything, but then you're going and having a bottle of wine at night. Is that going to be detrimental to it? Like, how far do you stop or do you take it with this? And training should be for enjoyment as well yeah. and like when people say I don't want to I had the conversation with a client I don't resonate with someone that lifts weights well don't lift weights then if your goal is to be in a certain shape and that requires weight training and so on but we should be enjoyment enjoying everything but when it comes to health even my as a practitioner the way I work with clients is like yes I am a personal trainer but that is only a little bit of what I do there's yeah. functional medicine nutritionist health coach and mindset work and that's where we start focusing on if you're not sleeping through the night if you're getting random outbursts of bloatedness of acne or whatever it is like we need to look at that stuff and sometimes the training is one of the causes of that because yeah. we're overly stressed and also from our perspective philosophically we will look at um uh, life the life bubble as such as along physical emotional and chemical so when a lot of people are talking about exercise and training, we, we don't necessarily see it as training unless they're training for a specific goal. Yep. You know, I'm training because, I, because of football. I'm training from, from that aspect. But then you've got the, um, the complete element. You've got the emotional and the chemical. So for me, the average person going to the gym is complementing and ticking that box of movement. So if someone chooses that, so first thing is movement is enjoyable. So if you, you know, if you're attracted to the spinning class and you want to improve cardiovascular, do that and 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 then build up. But understand that the physical is only the bubble. So going to the gym and 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 beating beating the um, the hell out of yourself so that then you can you don't have to you can go out and have five pints at kebab on the way home and therefore you don't put weight on is is not. The chances the are that would training. look at putting more weight on because of the stress that the body's under. Yeah. That's not healthy and it's not gaining the goal. It's, so it's, it's all... also where you see people that go to spin, body combat, body pump, and 
bums, legs and tums in a row. And I get like schedule wise, like if you're a mum and that might be the only time you can do that, but it would actually be healthier for a stress management perspective and for losing weight to manage your nutrition and go to one of the classes. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's my overall point is that the the, the gym and the physical exercise where it's going on your bike or, or going to the gym, it takes that physical element of boxer moving. Yeah. But then you still got the emotional element, your sleep element, of, and 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 the, and the exercise may well be part of that process of managing stress, um, but not creating another stress. But then also the nutritional side or the chemical side of things is is really important. So I think in many ways, many people should look at nutrition um, as far as the exercise, but not necessarily from a performance element, but more from a rounded overall health perspective. Exactly. Right. Thanks for joining us. I hope that um, asks new questions, scratches in, or or actually creates more questions. So as always, Ollie and I, we're more than welcome to give up our time and respond to any questions, any comments. Uh, and as always, uh, you know our services encompass the a holistic approach to to health and well-being, and uh, we're here to serve. So if we can help you in any way, let us know. Um, until then. We will see you on episode 63. 63. Um, Thanks for joining us and uh, have a good day. Take care. Bye-bye.